0: It's the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. We're looking at World Cup 2026 qualifying in the Asian region. This is round one, the preliminary round. our ninth pairing is chinese taipei versus east timor here we go it's the international soccer preview by soccer files canada series 21. i'm kevin and we are at the beginning of a massive set of series looking at world cup 2026 qualifying series 21 will cover three rounds of qualifying for the asian region or afc And this is the ninth of 10 media casts covering the preliminary round of qualifying. These are the bottom 20 teams in the AFC region playing home and away, the 10 winners advancing to the second round. This then is set 10 of 10, covering Chinese Taipei versus East Timor. And we've been wanting to cover the weaker countries in world soccer because they get so little attention. Most media casts focus on the big teams, but these small teams have an interesting history, too. Uh, However, some of them never get on the radar, uh, partly because they're often knocked out in early rounds. In addition, they're often hard to separate, and in the minds of even ardent soccer fans, they just clump into a nebulous category of weak teams that finish at the bottom of tables. Part of the goal here, then, is to make them more distinct. Throughout, we will be mentioning the teams that they beat or teams that usually beat them. We name them on purpose uh, so that fans can, little by little, build an impression of how strong each team is relative to those around them. At this point, we usually get some information about our past, present, and future media cast. However, we don't want too much information in our introduction here, so we have made a separate media cast that covers what we've been doing recently and what we plan to cover over the next nine months. It'll be published around October 15th, 2023, and can also be found at the addresses that YouTube watchers can see on the graphic. Also, we will give a link Uh, to that in the show notes. Okay, but uh, on with the show here. We are covering the ninth of 10 preliminary pairings, and uh, in part one, we will introduce a little bit about the two countries competing, their location and population, and in this case, their political situation a little bit. Part two, uh, we will do an overview of each team's history and their recent form. So, this, uh, this series features a deep dive into each team's history in World Cup qualifying. Uh, the Asian region is further divided into what we call localities, and they play a big role. So uh, in part two, uh, we do touch on this often neglected aspect of the team's history. And then part three will be a comparison of the two teams in terms of ranking head-to-head record and odds, and we will end with a discussion of their prospects and our prediction as to who will advance from this round. All right, let's jump into it and we'll begin by looking at uh, Chinese Taipei. Uh, So Chinese Taipei um, is actually Taiwan. But uh, its name, Chinese Taipei, is kind of a compromise to uh, offend, uh, not offend China, basically. China considers it a province, whereas Taiwan considers themselves uh, an independent country. Uh, so Chinese Taipei kind of skirts uh, making a decision on uh, or taking a side on that. I guess in terms of location, Taiwan is on the uh, uh, is off the east coast of China, um, and actually, if one goes directly uh, south from South Korea, uh, they will eventually hit the Philippines. But about two thirds of the way down, uh, they will uh, find Taiwan uh, a little bit west of that line. Okay. Um, in terms of population, uh, Chinese Taipei has 23.9 million people. That makes it the 57th largest country in the world and the 22nd in Asia. Uh, East Timor um, is on the is uh, well the most southern island of the Indonesian arch- archipelago, And um, the east side of the island is East Timor, whereas the west side of the island is part of Indonesia. And uh, actually, uh, East Timor lies just 650 kilometers northwest of Darwin, Australia. Darwin, uh, a northern city in Australia. The population of East Timor is 1.4 million. It's 155th in the world and 46th in Asia, making it one of the smallest uh, countries in Asia. All right, let's move on to the histories, and we'll begin with an overview uh, of uh, Chinese Taipei in terms of their participation and uh, strength. Uh, Chinese Taipei is an old country, so I'm... um, having trouble fitting it all on one screen for the YouTube viewers, and the writing is very small there, but really you just kind of need to uh, look at the colors at this point and we will um, enlarge them as we go through each section. So um, again, uh, known outside of the soccer world as Taiwan. um, In deference to uh, China's view of them as a province, uh, they're called Chinese Taipei. Uh, usually in sports uh, events. Uh, They entered the World Cup very early in 1954, but withdrew from that and from the 1958 edition and did not enter again until 1978, from which time they participated consistently. For the Asian Cup, they did participate in the first two editions in 1956 and 1960, but then dropped out. And with the exception of the fourth edition in 1968, they didn't return until 1992. Finally, their local group um, started later than those in other areas of the Asian Confederation, but they have been consistent uh, in participation, Participation uh, participating in every edition since 2003. Uh, That tournament taking place every two to three years, and I was neglected not saying that they are part of the uh, East Asian Football Federation, um, which we will look at in more detail shortly. In terms of strength, Chinese Taipei is currently a fifth-tier team. They have had short periods of being stronger. The Asian Cups in the 1960s, the 1982 World Cup uh, qualifying campaign, and the final round of their Asian Cup uh, campaign in 2009, uh, showing some recent strength there above the level of fifth tier. Uh, But while they generally seem uh, at the stronger end of the fifth tier, more often beating teams of this level. They have had long periods, uh, especially a long period from 2006 to 2018, where they actually seemed weaker than other fifth-tier teams um, and losing the balance of uh, games against those teams. But recent times, as we've mentioned, show a slight revival. Okay, let's uh, zoom in a little bit on uh, World Cup here, the World Cup history, and Chinese Taipei first entered the World Cup in 1978, and until 1994, they were part of a kind of an ambiguous region involving mostly South Pacific or Oceania teams, along with a few extraneous teams. They were part of the uh, AFC or the Asian Division, but for some reason, were kind of grouped with uh, teams outside the AFC for World Cup qualifying. Uh, They lost all games to these teams over the four editions, except for a remarkable campaign in 1982 where uh, they did much better. That earned them only um, a a fourth of fifth place finish though. Uh, but it remains by far their most competitive campaign. From 1994, they were grouped with their Asian Confederation teams, and generally they did poorly. 1998 showed some competitiveness, and they did win preliminary rounds when paired with teams of similar strength. But um, if they reached the semifinal round, they lost all games once there. Generally these teams are well above their level, but in 2018, uh, they were twice beaten by a team close to their level. And we will take a closer look at that because uh, World Cup qualifying is the deep dive uh, for this series. Uh, let's move on to a, an overview of their Asian Cup history. So like in 1982 in World Cup qualification, they have had some early success in the Asian Cup. These were in 1960 and 1968, uh, where they came third and fourth respectively. A long absence from the Cup followed, and when they returned in 1992, they were a far weaker team. They did earn a single result for points in each of the following tournaments until 2004, but uh, at best it earned them second-last-place finishes over feeble teams. In 2007, Uh, They lost all games in their campaign. Actually, most weak teams didn't uh, play the 2007 Asian Cup. They had moved in 2006 down to the AFC Challenge Cup, which is a tournament that uh, was designed for weaker teams in the region and which they played in lieu of the Asian Cup. Chinese Taipei, for some reason, was one of only a few countries to compete in both. Um, in 2007 only, I should uh, point out. Naturally, the Challenge Cup was a better fit for them, and they reached the quarterfinals of the first edition. After that, they didn't qualify and generally performed poorly, dropping points to fifth-tier teams, many of whom they had been uh, beating in World and Asian Cup qualifying beforehand. In 2019, all teams in the region returned to a newly formatted Asian Cup. Uh, their weakness uh, took them there through a circuitous route to the final round of Asian Cup qualifying, where they performed very well, almost like a strong third-tier team. Uh, that earned them a bye for the 2023 preliminary round. Um, uh, and we'll take a look at that Uh uh, shortly, or uh, sorry, we'll take a look at that in the recent game section. Is not actually shortly, okay? But uh, let's move on with our overviews and look at the local uh, uh, local cup. So uh, their regional group is the East Asian Football Federation, or EAFF, and that consists of 10 countries. So the tournament uh, has only four spots, and China, South Korea, and Japan automatically get three of them. North Korea or Hong Kong invariably make up the other spot. Uh, But there is a qualification for the weaker teams, uh, and so basically for them, that qualification is the tournament. Uh, Those teams are, along with Chinese Taipei, uh, Mongolia, Macau, Guam, and as of 2008, the Northern Mariana Islands. Chinese Taipei showed a pattern of growing weaker until recently, that pattern consistent with their Asian Cup play. And uh, they came very close to qualifying uh, in 2003 when they finished tied with Hong Kong, uh, but behind on goal difference. But they grew ever farther from reaching the finals, which they have never done. Um, Beating Guam in 2008 and 2010, uh, drawing with them in 2013, and then losing to that very weak team in 2015. From 2018, however, they seem to have regained strength in terms of dominating fifth-tier teams like Guam in the group, but they are still no match for Hong Kong and for North Korea. All right, let's go into our deep dive then. And uh, Chinese Taipei uh, first actually entered the World Cup in 1954 and they were placed in a group with South Korea and Japan but they withdrew from that group before playing any games. In 1958, uh, they also entered and withdrew. Uh, There they were in a group, uh, a knockout round with uh, Indonesia. And uh, of course, Indonesia uh, advanced automatically when Chinese Taipei withdrew. Uh, From 1962 to 1974, they simply didn't enter the cup and so their first uh, real qualification there was in 1978. And as we mentioned before, it was part of a kind of a nebulous catch all group that involved South Pacific teams and some other countries not firmly attached to a confederation. They thus competed with uh, New Zealand and Australia in their first qualification in 1978 and unsurprisingly lost all games. Uh, 1982 added Fiji and Indonesia to the group, and Chinese Taipei did very well at home, going undefeated. They tied all games except for a win over Indonesia, and they finished uh, fourth or fifth. I should say, but they finished fourth or or fifth, because you would expect that home record to uh, earn them a better result, but just fourth place uh, ahead of Fiji. And uh, Actually, New Zealand beat out Australia in that 1982 uh, campaign. In 1986, it was Australia and New Zealand again, as well as Israel, and they lost all games uh, here heavily. Um, they had a goal record of one, uh, one goal for and 36 goals against over the six games. Uh, 1990 was just a knockout round and they were paired with uh, New Zealand and had little chance uh, there losing both games and uh, 1994 normalized into competition among Asian teams but when Myanmar withdrew Chinese Taipei's chance of earning a point went with them and they lost all games to Iran Syria and Oman uh, much stronger teams there. 1998 did give them a chance. Uh, to get some points, and they took it with an away win in Bangladesh, who they finished ahead of. Um, Actually, both teams won their uh, away games there, and uh, a home draw over Malaysia gave Chinese Taipei one more point to finish ahead of Bangladesh. The following campaign in 2002 once again grouped them with teams above their level. And there, and in 2006, where they at least beat Macau in a preliminary round, they lost all games in the semi final rounds. 2010 uh, pitted them against Uzbekistan in the first round. Then they stood little chance losing 9 0 in the away leg there. Uh, in 2014, Uh, They proved competitive with Malaysia in the first round. They lost 2-1 in the first leg away and then won 3-2 at home, but uh, with away goals as the uh, advancing criterion, uh, Malaysia advanced, having scored two goals away compared to Chinese Taipei's one. As one of the 12 weakest teams in the region. Uh, in 2018, they were required to play in the preliminary round, and things looked dire when they lost at home to the very weak Brunei. However, they saved face by winning by a wider margin in the away leg, and they again reached the semi-final round, but lost all games there um, against tough opposition Iraq, Thailand, and Vietnam. Uh, 2022, uh, they were not one of the 12 lowest ranked uh, teams uh, and so didn't have to play in the preliminary round. We're going to take a closer look at that um, competition in the recent uh, game section. But uh 2026, uh, saw the preliminary round expanded to uh, 20 teams. So uh, they were part of the preliminary round or they are part of the preliminary round because... Uh, that's actually what we're discussing in this media cast. Okay, that brings us to the recent section, and we begin that with the Asian Cup in 2029, and and you're going to see the lengths that uh, Asia goes to, uh, you know, to give these weaker teams uh, a few chances. And later, when we look at EAFF we'll see uh, a disappointment as far as that goes. Anyway, 2019 uh, Asian Cup, uh, well, actually 2018 World Cup qualifying made up the first two rounds of qualification. And so we already saw that um, uh, they they lost to Brunei at home in the first game, but managed to advance from the round by uh, winning by a larger margin away. Uh, we also saw that in the second round, they lost all games to stronger teams. And uh, because of that, because of their fourth-place finish in the group, uh, they didn't advance to the final round of qualifying. However, uh, the Asian region gives um, chances to uh, weaker teams to overcome that. So they actually had uh, two playoff rounds. And... Um, uh, giving teams that didn't automatically advance a chance in the first of these playoff rounds uh, they faced Cambodia and they tied at home in the first leg and lost in the second so Cambodia advanced to the final round and they did not however they they advanced to another chance to reach the final round and uh, they took it by beating east Timor uh, east Timor twice. Uh, and um, advancing. Actually, uh, both legs were played in Taiwan uh, there, Um, giving them an advantage. They won 2-1 in both games. So uh, in a very circuitous route, they uh, made it to the final round of qualifying and actually did very well there. Uh, They beat Singapore, uh, usually a stronger team, um, I'd say a uh, fourth-tier team, Uh, in both legs, and they also beat Bahrain in the home uh, leg, a second-tier team there, a second-to-third-tier team is Bahrain, and uh, finished uh, third in the group. Uh, well ahead of Singapore and just one point behind an advancing spot, one point behind Turkmenistan, who they lost uh, both games to, uh, uh, just short of reaching the cup there. So a really surprising performance by Chinese Taipei in 2019. As we said, coming out of a weak period from 2006 to 2018. Uh, Let's see if they were able to maintain this in the next tournament. That was the uh, 2019 EAFF Cup, their local cup, among East Asian teams. And uh, they were strong enough to receive a bye in the first round of qualifying there. Um, and in the main round of qualifying, uh, they lost to Hong Kong and North Korea. So a bit unlucky to be uh, grouped Actually, I do think there was just one group there, so uh, that's who they would invariably meet in this round. They did uh, um, beat Mongolia 2-1, but that was only good enough for a third-place finish, and only the top team advances there, so they were well uh, short of the Cup, as they always have been. Next tournament is the World Cup in uh, 2022. And, uh, you know, they had earned enough points uh, uh, in that 2019 Asian Cup campaign to receive a bye and not one of the 12 teams required to play the uh, preliminary round there, but uh, they got to the final round and lost all games. Uh, that was to be expected against Australia, Kuwait, and Jordan, but they could have done a little bit better against Nepal, who they lost both legs to uh, by a score of 2-0. So uh, finishing last in the group there. Uh, then we come to the uh, 22 uh, East Asian uh, Football Federation Cup, and here we see uh, an uncharacteristic um situation in Asia. We said they give uh, weak teams a lot of chances, but in this case, they didn't even hold a qualifying campaign for this cup. Uh, Already, it's a bit elitist, although understandable that uh, Japan, South Korea, and China uh, automatically receive a spot in the four-team cup Uh, but in this case they didn't bother with qualifying and just picked the top four ranked teams. So uh, the weaker teams didn't get the, you know, the uh, qualifying, which as I said is kind of their tournament. Uh, So I was very surprised by that. This is more characteristic of uh, CONCACAF than it is of Asia. Uh, So uh, the Asian cup qualifying was the, uh, uh, for 2023, was the next tournament they played in. And again, uh, the first two rounds of 2022 World Cup qualifying uh, made up the first two rounds here. We saw that they received a bye in the first round uh, and then lost all games in the second, even to Nepal. And that meant a last place finish in the group. We also saw in the previous Asian Cup that uh, there are playoff rounds Uh, For those who don't qualify automatically to the next round, and that was the case for Chinese Taipei, Uh, they went into a playoff round with Indonesia and lost both legs, and uh, this time it was the end of the road for them, just one round of uh, playoffs. Uh, as opposed to two in the previous Asian Cup, uh, those who don't make it through to the final round uh, go to a tournament called the Solidarity Cup, and uh, this is um, a bit of a—I consider it a revised version of the Challenge Cup. Uh, you know, it's a tournament for uh, weak teams, specifically for those who who. Um, who don't reach the final round of qualifying. So again, it's another kind of good tournament uh, for the weakest teams in the region. However, in 2020, that tournament wasn't played. Uh, It was canceled due to COVID. So uh, it turned out that um, the end of the line for Chinese Taipei there was their loss in the playoff round with Indonesia. Okay, well that brings us to the end of our look at Chinese Taipei, and uh, now we turn to the, the team that they play in the 2026 preliminary round, East Timor. So we'll begin with an overview of their participation and strength. Uh, East Timor is actually one of the newest teams in the world, first participating in the World Cup in 2010, and uh, participating consistently since. Their first Asian Cup entry was quite a bit earlier in 2004, however, they did not complete another qualification until 2019, and uh, furthermore, they were suspended from the 2023 edition. So really, they've just uh, uh, participated in two editions. Uh, In their local group, which is also the East Asian Football Federation, uh, they uh, first entered in 2004 and have been very consistent, not missing any of the 11 additions to 2022. In terms of strength, East Timor is a fifth-tier team, but uh, unlike Chinese Taipei, they're really Uh, at the bottom of that scale, actually almost justifying the creation of a sixth tier. Um, But that is muddied by the competitiveness that they showed in the 2019 World Cup campaign, uh, which as we know doubles as the early rounds of uh, 2019 Asian Cup. Uh, They were uh, really good, or they were comparatively really good Uh, relatively really good uh, until they were found to be using Brazilian-born players in some of those games, uh, which kind of uh, made them look far more competitive. Uh, Without them, they lose by heavy margins and are weak among even the fifth-tier teams. We'll take a look at that uh, Uh, 2019 campaign, both here and in the deep dive. So here means the World Cup overview. So East Timor joined the World Cup in 2010, but have fallen at the preliminary round in all cases, except for 2018. There, they beat Mongolia in both legs of the preliminary round. They even earned two draws in the semi-final round. However, uh, their use of Brazilian-born players uh, was questioned. And only much later did it come to light that documents had been forged, making these uh, Brazilian players appear to be naturalized citizens. So really, uh, we can't consider those results in 2018 uh, valid. Their true strength without those players was evident in the final games of the 2018 campaign and in the preliminary games of the 2022 campaigns uh, where they lost heavily uh, without the aid of those uh, Brazilian players. Okay, moving on to the Asian Cup. We noted that they had uh, joined this much earlier in 2004, but there they lost to two fifth-tier teams in a preliminary group. Uh, they were kind of weak. Uh, they were the kind of weak team for which the AFC Challenge Cup was developed, a team too weak to compete in the Asian Cup. However, they didn't enter the 2006 edition, and they withdrew from the 2008 edition. Um, In fact, they didn't enter any of the Challenge Cups. I don't know why I didn't put it this way, but uh, they didn't enter any of the Challenge Cup and uh, were basically out of the Regional Cup uh, by their own choice until 2019, uh, when all teams in the region returned to a new qualifying system uh, for the Asian Cup, which now expanded to 24 teams. Uh, world cup qualification as we said made up the first two rounds of qualifying and their last place finish at the semi-final round of qualifying uh qualified them as we saw with uh, uh chinese taipei for a series of playoffs but um uh, i think we're covering this stuff in the recent round so uh i won't cover it uh here also uh so really just uh, prior to recent campaigns just that uh, 2004 campaign where they were knocked out in the preliminary round and didn't take part in the Challenge Cup. Uh, we said their, uh, their participation in the Local Cup had been much more consistent. Uh, oh, and I made a mistake. They are not part of the East Asian Football Federation. They're part of the Southeast Asian Football uh, Federation and uh, they joined in 2004, the first tournament having been played in 1996. So that's held every two years, so they missed the first three editions. But other than that, the participation has been flawless since 2004. Uh, That region, too, also houses some of the weakest teams uh, in the world. Uh, So they qualified only in 2004 when qualification was automatic, Uh, but despite participating every time, uh, they only came close to qualifying in 2012 when they took a jump forward relative to other weak teams in the region. Uh, But uh, there is, uh, or or kind of I suspect that uh, uh, when they showed that strength uh, they might have been getting away with having players on their team who weren't really uh, eligible. So um, again, in 2018 and 2020, they they reached the cup and did well, but there is suspicion of uh, illegal players there. So anyway, we what we do know is once those players became unavailable to them, uh, without those players, they're a very weak team. Uh, Even among fifth tier teams capable only of beating uh, Brunei. Okay, let's take a look at the World Cup uh, uh, final or the World Cup qualifying in detail in our deep dive. Uh, Their first entry into the World Cup in 2010 saw them paired with Hong Kong in a knockout round. Uh, they looked competitive in the in the home leg, which was actually played in Indonesia, uh, losing by a competitive score of 3-2, but in the away leg, they lost 8-1 and were quickly eliminated. Uh, 2014 was a more gentle pairing in the preliminary round, uh, but because of a lack of infrastructure, both legs uh, were played in Nepal. So um, once again, they were competitive in the first leg, losing only 2-1, but it was a heavy loss in the second leg, uh, seeing them out of the cup at the preliminary stage ranked one of the 12 weakest teams in the region. They were required to play in the preliminary round in 2018. They won both legs there over Mongolia and proceeded to the semifinal round where they started with a draw in Malaysia and later tied Palestine in the uh, in the home leg. It was only after five games into the campaign that they were questioned on using Brazilian-born players throughout. So I believe uh, Palestine questioned it after, uh, after their draw. East Timor stopped using these players for the last three games of the campaign, and they lost heavily in those matches. Only much later did it come to light that documents making those players appear naturalized citizens were forged. It was too late to undo the results, and since they finished last in the group anyway, the table was left as it is. The real victims were Mongolia in the preliminary round, who could not be uh, compensated. Uh, But punishment would be applied to to East Timor in the form of a suspension from the 2023 Asian Cup. And that leads us into the uh, next section, the recent history section, uh, which begins with the 2019 Asian Cup. And uh, we've looked at this a couple of times already because it was also uh, World Cup 2018 qualifying. Um, and we saw that they, uh, so uh, uh, advanced from the preliminary round with two wins over Mongolia, tied Malaysia and Palestine uh, in the semi-final round, but then were found to be using um, uh, Brazilian imports, basically, and that wasn't discovered until uh, about five games in. And the fact that the document were forged, documents were forged, was not discovered until well after the uh, round. Anyway, they finished last place in that group despite those two draws. And uh, we saw with Chinese Taipei that the Asian region offers many chances uh, to the weak teams to uh, make it to the final round. So two playoff rounds, um, uh, they lost both. So the first playoff round, they lost uh, 3-0 in both legs to Malaysia. And then in the second playoff round, lost both legs 2-1 to Taiwan. And they, even still, they're not completely out of things because uh, the teams that don't make it to the final round go to the Solidarity Cup. And the Solidarity Cup saw them uh, um, uh, lose 4 nothing to Brunei. Honestly, Brunei is one of the very weakest teams in the world. So a 4 nothing loss to them uh, is, is shocking and, again, arguing... The need for a sixth tier, but even if they were a sixth tier, Brunei would be in it, so uh, that would make East Timor uh, require a seventh tier. Uh, we won't get into that. We'll just call them a weak fifth tier team. Actually, in their second game, they did better, tying Nepal, uh, who are uh, really at the top of the fifth tier teams. Uh, so they did get some some satisfaction out of it. Uh, but uh, finished third in the group so uh did not advance to the um the finals there okay the next cup was the uh the 2020 um asean cup the uh, southeast asian federation and there they um uh, were automatically in a group stage i think usually eight teams make it to the finals, but there's a couple of tournaments, a couple of editions where uh, all 10 teams make it to the finals. That seems to have been the case here. Uh, They lost all three, all four games in that five-team group to uh, Thailand, Myanmar, Philippines, and Singapore. So uh, even Myanmar and Philippines, they're no match for. World Cup in 2022, uh, saw them paired uh, with Malaysia, in uh, the preliminary round, uh, so that was a pretty tough, uh, a pretty tough grouping. I really think Malaysia shouldn't have been uh, among the 12 weakest teams required to play the preliminary round. But there we have it, and Malaysia proved uh, proved my case because they thrashed them 7-1 and 5-1, and I think they even did very well, uh, or quite well in the. Uh, Semi final round two, so a bit of a tough draw for uh, East Timor there. And the uh, local cup in 2022, the ASEAN Cup, this time there was a qualifying round. Once again, they lost heavily to Brunei. Uh, I can't emphasize uh, how weak Brunei is uh, really one of the weakest teams in the world. And they lost to them six to two. Uh, however, they did beat them in the second leg, one nothing. Uh, a bit of a pyrrhic victory, but uh, Brunei advanced uh, to the to the tournament while East Timor were left uh, behind. Uh, 2023 Asian Cup qualifying because of that debacle with uh, Brazilian players and forged documents, they were disqualified from this cup, and uh, that is actually brings us to the end of East Timor's history, and we move on to an analysis. Uh, of the two teams here and uh, we already see that it's uh, maybe a foregone conclusion. Uh, Chinese Taipei uh, ranked 29th in Asia. That's a a bit of a jump up as we'll see when we look at the rankings. And East Timor, so Chinese Taipei third from the top uh, in Pot 1 among the 10 teams in Pot 1 and uh, uh, East Timor I think even maybe overranked as the fourth weakest team uh, in POT2 and in Asia. So um, uh, the POT placements definitely favoring Chinese Taipei. In terms of FIFA rankings, Chinese Taipei is ranked 153rd in FIFA and uh, East Timor is ranked 195th, so 42 points between them there. Uh, Those rankings, by the way, a little bit different than what we saw in the pot because they're the most recent rankings. Uh, In in the ELO system, excuse me, E-L-O, which is a ranking system that we we trust a little bit more. It seems more accurate. Chinese Taipei is ranked 195th and East Timor 230th, so 35 points between them. You know, uh, basically... uh, uh, both of them have a similar relative distance between the two teams and uh, let's take a quick look at fifa rankings and elo rankings over the course of time and we'll actually see that uh, uh, sorry chinese taipei is usually around 170th uh, but they went all the way up to 120, uh, 123 in FIFA rankings in June of 2018. Uh, that's because of that good round three, where they they uh, beat Singapore twice and Bahrain once. Uh, since then, though, they've dropped 30 points to uh, where they are now, about 153. But that's uh, still higher than than uh, they had been um, for most of the uh, last decade. Uh, and that pattern is basically reflected in uh, ELO rankings, though not as dramatically. That's why we like ELO rankings more. So they've gone from uh, 200, uh, about 205 uh, up to about 190, and now back back down to about 195. So uh, yeah, uh, 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 slightly stronger than uh, that period where they were doing poorly, so a bit of improvement over recent times. Uh, East Timor basically remained at the same level. They really haven't shown uh, anything. And as we said earlier, the uh, debacle with the Brazilian players kind of muddled things. So uh, they're all, they've always been over in 190 to 200 range in FIFA, which is really at the bottom of the FIFA scale. Uh, The ELO rankings include more teams, but they're at the bottom of that scale too, uh, around 200 and usually in the 220s. So they've hit a new low uh, with 230. Moving on to the head-to-head record, we see that Chinese Taipei, has a record of three wins uh, and zero ties and zero losses to uh, East Timor. So they met in 2004 uh, Asian Cup qualifying in the preliminary round there, one of the few uh, Asian Cups that East Timor was involved in. And uh, on neutral ground, Chinese Taipei won 3-0. They also met in the 2019 Asian Cup qualifying, as we saw, uh, kind of in the playoff rounds to try to reach the final round and Chinese Taipei won both legs 2-1 with the advantage of playing both legs uh, at home. Uh, So Chinese Taipei looking stronger there as well. Uh, For the odds, we we did try to find odds Uh, over the course of two games, but we couldn't find that. All we could do was find uh, odds for the first game, which takes place in Chinese Taipei. So they have the home advantage there. So along with all other advantages they have, uh, uh, they have home advantage here. And uh, for that game, uh, they are given a 81% chance of winning compared to East Timor's 8%. Once again, we won't get into the mathematics of why that doesn't add up to 100%. Uh, I'm not sure actually if the East Timor play game is going to be played in East Timor, whether they have the facilities to host games yet. But um, overall, I wouldn't expect the odds to be uh, that different for the East Timor the, uh, Over the course of two games, maybe it would be, uh, even if I think 75% uh, would suggest that Chinese Taipei would lose one out of every four times. I don't even see that as realistic. Uh, And I, in fact, don't even see these odds uh, as realistic because they suggest that East Timor would win one out of every five times, roughly. yeah, depending on how you interpret the numbers, but uh, uh, I think actually Chinese Taipei uh, are more likely to win than the odds suggest. And actually, I've already kind of launched into the discussion uh, there, and I don't think there's a lot to discuss there. Chinese Taipei uh, are stronger than East Timor uh, in every in every uh, aspect. Um, They're at the higher end of the fifth tier team, whereas um, East Timor is an argument for creating a sixth tier. Uh, Chinese Taipei also uh, are in better form, uh, maybe not in the form of challenging uh, uh, fourth and third tier teams and uh, those above them. Uh, Maybe not in quite that form, but definitely in form to be beating uh, fifth-tier teams, especially weak ones like uh, East Timor. So East Timor, uh, always a bit of a black box. I I think they actually do have some um, uh, Brazilian immigration into the country, which in time may help them. I just think... uh, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you can't uh, kind of fake that they, they are naturalized citizens. Uh, East Timor have shown a bit of spunk, uh, a tie with Nepal in the 2016 Solidarity Cup. And, um, but we've seen actually that they've lost games heavily to Brunei. So uh, really, you can't give a team that does that. Uh, much hope. So I would say there's a very very slim chance of East Timor getting anything out of this set and definitely uh, we favour Chinese Taipei uh, to advance from this group. Okay well that brings us to the end of set nine, Chinese Taipei versus East Timor and we look forward to meeting you when we look at the last of our set of ten preliminary games. That is Nepal versus Leos. We would like to thank Pixade and Amaxi for the use of the music in this series titled Caladon or Caladon Flute Beat.